the feast, heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet Him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand this at first, but when Jesus was glorified, when they remembered that this had been written of him and had been done to him, the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised from the dead bore witness. The reason why the crowd went out to meet him was that they had heard he had done this sign. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. When I looked at the Epistle and Gospel readings for today, I was so tempted to preach on the Epistle, which is one of my favorite epistles uh, by St. Paul. And I think it's so appropriate for our time and the age in which we live, which we consider really the age of anxiety. And you've heard me talk about this before, but I just want to read a couple of verses from that just to draw your attention to it and also to ask you to really um, read this and think about it later today. I'm not going to go into it in terms of a homily, but I think it's very important and I'm going to then segue into uh, my homily for this morning. Have no anxiety about anything. That means anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a very, very powerful statement. And I just want you to think about that and really uh, prayerfully contemplate the meaning of that within your own life. Because there is, there is an answer there for us in terms of the antidote for the amount of worry and fear that is generated inside us and that we carry with us. It's very instructional and it will be also very healing. In a way... <clears throat> Today we celebrate the, uh, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. And he is known as uh, the King of Peace. In fact, the, uh, the first two petitions in the Divine Liturgy speak about this peace. In first, the first petition we say, In peace let us pray to the Lord. And then in the second petition we say, From the peace from above and for the salvation of our souls let us pray to the Lord. So this idea of peace 
is something that our soul always, always longs for. We are burdened, people, by many, many, many worries and concerns, whether it has to do with health, our job security, uh, our children, our parents, uh, the state of affairs in the world, whatever it is, we bear, we bear this uh, heaviness on our souls and it occupies our minds. In fact, I would go so far as to say that our minds are literally hijacked by the amount of worries and concerns that we have. And yet, the very God that we worship and bow down to is the God of peace. And that peace which is from above, as Christ says, is not like the peace that you get in the world, like when you see a a beautiful sunset or you hear some music or something that gives you a sense of peace. That can be disturbed and gone instantly. The peace from above, the peace which Christ can give, is the peace that will allow you to remain calm in the midst of any circumstance. In the midst of of chaos, in the midst of war, and as we know in the lives of the saints, in the midst of martyrdom. They had a tremendous amount of peace because of their union with God, the King of Peace. It's a very, very interesting picture that we see Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And the shouting of the voices of the children, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When kings and conquerors would return to their kingdoms, there was huge processions and they were extremely elaborate. And they came riding in as victors. And there was cheering amongst all the people. This is how they would welcome back their armies. As a footnote, it's very sad to say that today we welcome back people in our military with a little sign in the airport and a gift certificate to Target. (laughs) By comparison of how the military and how the conquerors were received back into into their countries. And yet we have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Son of God, God in the flesh, coming into this great city... And he's on a donkey. He's not on an elephant. He's not being hoisted up by other people in this grand fashion. He's riding in on a donkey. Probably the most humble means of transportation besides just walking. Not only that, but what's also odd about this scene is why he's coming into Jerusalem. He's not coming in as a conqueror who's being celebrated by the people and and glorified by the people. He's coming in in order to die. That's where he's going to give his life. He didn't give it out on the battlefield and come back to a safe haven. He's entering into Jerusalem on this, the Sunday of Palms, in order to give himself up as a living sacrifice, not for himself, but for all of you. This is why he came into the city. So this whole picture is just so upside down from what normally happens when someone comes into a large city and people are shouting. I want to share with you just a few words of St. Andrew of Crete, who reposed in 740 AD. And he says the following. He says, Today our Lord returns from Bethany. Remember, we had the celebration of the raising of Lazarus. And he proceeds of his own free will toward his holy and blessed passion to consummate the mystery of 
our salvation. All that had been done before was to show His power and to show the way that we are all to follow in Him and through Him. But now He comes into Jerusalem on His own free will in order to consummate our salvation. He who came down from heaven to raise us from the depths of sin, to raise us with Himself, now comes of His own free will to make His journey to Jerusalem. And He comes, as I said, without pomp and circumstance. As the psalmist says, He will not dispute or raise His voice to make it heard in the streets. He came in silently. He didn't speak a word when he came into the city. There were those around him who were, who were singing and chanting Hosanna in the highest. Most of those people were people who were present with him at the raising of Lazarus. And they saw the miracle. And this is why they were singing this with such uh, jubilation. He will be meek and humble. And he will make his entry in simplicity, St. Andrew says. He encourages us by saying, Let us run to accompany him as he hastens toward his passion and imitate those who met him then, not by covering his path with garments, olive branches, and palms, but by doing all we can to prostrate ourselves before him by being humble and trying to live as he would have us live. This is our offering, he says. We cannot lay down palms. We cannot lay down our garments. But by humbling ourselves and trying to live as he would wish. Then we shall be able to receive the word at his coming and God whom no limits can contain will be within us. He goes on to say, In his humility Christ entered the dark regions of our fallen world and he is glad, he uses the word, he is glad that he becomes so humble for our sake. He is glad that he came to live among us. This was very pleasing to him. And shared in our nature in order to raise us up again to himself. And even though we are told that he is now ascended upon above the highest of heavens, the proof surely of his power and Godhead, his love for us will never rest until he has raised all of us from glory to glory and made it one with his own with himself in the kingdom of heaven. His love will never rest because he desires that all of us be saved. So let us spread before his feet not garments of soulless olive branches which delight the eye for a few hours and then wither, but ourselves clothed in his grace or rather clothed completely in him. For we who have been baptized into Christ must ourselves be the garments and lay ourselves before him. Our souls become the welcoming branches. One of my professors in seminary, who I really enjoy his writings, he always wrote in a very poetic and eloquent way, he says that Palm Sunday summons us to behold our King not simply as the one who came to us once riding upon a colt, but as the one who is always present in his church, who comes ceaselessly to us in power and glory at every Eucharist, in every prayer, and every sacrament, and in every act of love, kindness, and mercy. This celebration of Christ's coming into Jerusalem is a historical event. But the reality is is that His coming is perpetual. 
It's not even waiting for the second coming, but Christ comes at every Eucharist. He is present every time we come to receive His precious body and blood through the Eucharist. As St. Isaac the Syrian says, He is present in the prayers of the church. He is present when we pray. He is present in all of the sacraments of the church. And Christ is actively present in every act of love, every act of kindness, and every act of mercy that we do. He comes to free us from all of our fears and all of our insecurities. To take solemn possession of our soul and to be enthroned in each of our hearts. This is the will of God. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is the desire of our Lord, to be enthroned in our hearts. This is what He wants most. He comes not only to deliver us from our deaths by His death and resurrection, but also to make us capable of attaining the most perfect fellowship in union with Him. My dear people, we have such an amazing moment in time and opportunity that we stand at the threshold of right now with the coming of this beautiful week called Holy Week. At no other time in the life of the church on its calendar and all of its feast days and all of its services, we will never encounter something so passionate, so powerful, so moving, and so deep as Holy Week. And to put our minds and our hearts into those services, into the prayers and the hymns, into the themes that we'll be uh, experiencing over the next few days, that will move us to a deeper repentance and a greater understanding of the love of God for us. This is a rare and unique time in the history of our church or in in the calendar of our church. It's a very rare and unique time. And if we let it go by... Sure, we can come on Pascha Sunday at midnight. And even St. John Chrysostom says in his prayer that even those who didn't fast and who have come at the 11th hour, come and feast. You will be permitted. You will not be denied that. But it will be very different for you if you don't take advantage of those services that precede that. Because all of that which you'll see and hear and experience will impact how you experience the resurrection of Christ. Some of you may not be able to come to all the services, but there is a Holy Week book. And in it contains all of those hymns and readings and stories and themes, all of those things that are necessary to keep you in step and rhythm with this coming week. And I just simply say that allow yourself, permit yourself to allow Christ to come into you in this sense because He desires this through your own effort and ask God to fill you with the grace so that you can experience His resurrection in a most profound and life-transforming way. Because as each Holy Week comes in celebration of the resurrection of Christ, we ought to be changed. We won't be changed unless we engage and enter into the encounter. If we enter into the encounter 
We will be changed. If we don't, we won't. This is where our free will needs to be exercised and allow ourselves and permit Christ to come in because he meekly and humbly stands very quietly knocking at the door of our heart wanting this opportunity and wanting to enthrone himself. We have this powerful, powerful element called free will that we can use to keep him locked out of our heart. Don't do that. It's worth the risk, whatever you think it may be. And allow Christ to come in and to, to sit at the throne of your heart. Amen.